0: Change the word, sure choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the word, sure choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the word, sure choice. One mic, one voice.
1: Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, Building the Collective Conscious, a show that is created to give space where your voice ideas and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and debated. I am Michael Eric Owens, and I'm solo. <laughs> I am in Blacken Studios, and I'm looking forward to a great show. My co-host is, um, of course, uh, you know, he's uh, funning and sunning. And uh, it's a great day to be uh, out of Oklahoma with the uh, overcast. And, and I'm sure he is enjoying uh, his time. And I'm going to hold it down. And I'm glad you are here with me for this 119th episode. Man, it's uh, pretty, pretty exciting. Um, man, I, there's a lot going on in our country um, today today. The title of our show is When Will America Change? And I, you know, I I hear the arguments all this week, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I think I'm referencing what has transpired with the um, children being taken away from their parents at the border. Kids are being located as far as Texas and Arizona and other places um, away from, uh, the border uh, i think there's some even kids that have been located in atlanta and so forth and so um i hear this all the time that america's not like that you know how can this happen in america and um i want <laughs> i i want to say that this is america and i think we want to be hopeful right we we always want to See the silver lining. We we always want to, uh, you know, give the best narrative that we possibly can. But um, to be hopeful does not mean you're not truthful. And the reality is, this is America. History itself uh, bears witness to the atrocities of this country, and if. Truly, uh, we believe that the children are our future. I'm not talking just the future of America. I'm talking the future of the human race, right? I mean, you, you're you born, you live, you die. Someone's going to take your place. And guess what? It's probably going to be someone that is a lot younger than you. So, uh, yeah, it's it may be a uh, cliche or platitude, but, yeah, the, the children are our future. And I think a society can be judged by how it takes care of its children and its elderly. And I think there's a lot to be said about America in both of those categories. But I want today to take a look historically. I want us to go back and then come to the present. And I I want to give an argument for the fact that when people say, is Elijah Cummings, and we're going to listen to this, this, uh, this uh, video here where uh, Representative Cummings really a- asks the question, what country is that? That is America. Folks, take a listen.
2: Only willing to use their full arsenal of constitutional weapons to attack Hillary Clinton or protect Donald Trump. Neither the Oversight Committee nor the Judiciary Committee has issued a single subpoena to investigate President Donald Trump or any other topic related to his administration, including the key moral and ethical issue of today, which is the president's new policy to separate children from their families. And so I ask the question, and it is a simple question. Are we really going to sit here, 70 members of the Congress of the United States of America, in 2018, and have a hearing that just repeats the hearings the Senate had yesterday on Hillary Clinton's emails? We sent letter after letter, letter after letter, asking these committees to investigate the Trump administration's policy, which is now resulting in child internment camps. That's what I said, child internment camps. But we have gotten no response. Look, even if you believe people entered our country illegally, even if you believe they have no valid asylum claims in their own country, even if you believe immigration should be halted entirely, we all should be able to agree that in the United States of America, we will not intentionally separate children from their parents. We will not do that. We are better than that. We are so much better. We should be able to agree that we will not keep kids in child internment camps indefinitely and hidden away from public view. What country is that? This is the United States of America. We now have reports that parents are being deported. But the Trump administration is keeping their children here. 2018 in America. We do not need legislation. This is a policy and understand this. This was a policy invented
1: What country is that? What country is that? Well, I again I I Brother Cummings I, I respect him. Um I think he's a champion for civil rights. I think he's a voice, uh, for the voiceless. Uh, I respect him oh so much. Um, he's done, um, so many great things, um, for his community and for the, the community at large. Um, but I, I understand his position that he has to, you know, glorify America while criticizing America. Right. Uh, Because if you don't do that, then you have the anti-American sentiment that is tossed your way. And it's hard to shake that. Right. That's why I have to tell people all the time that I served in the Navy for 13 years, because people come at me and say, I have this anti-American sentiment. Well, I gave 13 years of my life honorable years of my life uh, to this country. So I think I can, I I think I'm I'm in a good position to criticize it. Right. And that's, that's what it talks about when it talks about living in a democracy with free speech and so forth, that I have the right uh, as a citizen to uh, be critical of it. But what country is that? Well, brother Cummings, it's America. It's America. He talks about the key moral issue of the day. You know, folks, um, there's nothing new under the sun. This is a repeat of history. And and there was a time in history where it was even worse than this, if you can imagine that. Well, um, we're going to look at that. He, he, he says, oh, we are better than this. He makes a statement, we are better than this. But I would turn that into a question to you, America. Are we better than that? Are we? If we were better than that, then why is it happening? If our country is so altruistic, if our country is so loving and so devoted to human rights and devoted to, um, children, why is this happening? What country is that? Um, got a comment elijah says i do not understand why trump signs the order for the children to be returned to their parents but he said that they have 30 days why not return them now well it's impossible because you want to know why because they don't even know where the kids are at right we hear that it's 2300 but that's what the government's telling you can't are you going we, you can't believe anything that's coming from this government right if they tell you if they tell you to look right, you better look left. If they tell you this is good for you, you better leave it alone. You need to think and do the opposite of what this government tells you. Um, but this is nothing new. I, I, I'm confused about why people seem to think that oh, this just happened in America and we have been like. Oh, my God. America has been just so, so great. Uh, America has made no mistakes or that our mistakes are in our past and there were different people and they felt differently. Um, then 2018 came and we see the pictures of the children crying at the borders. We see the pictures of the children in cages. This is not, you know, the 18. 19th century, right? This is a 21st century. Folks, listen, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to get into this thing because we we, we have to learn. If, if we want to know how to deal with what is happening today, we have to put our mind to what went on yesterday. Hang in now. We'll be right back. Oklahoma Humanities' Brain Box Podcast uses the humanities to take listeners on a deep dive into the issues affecting American society and culture. Join some of Oklahoma's most interesting and knowledgeable humanities
3: scholars to explore how history, literature, ethics, philosophy, and other humanities fields inform our understanding of current events and the human experience. And to find the Brain Box Podcast, simply search Brain Box Podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and any other podcasting library. If you have any ideas or comments rattling around in your noggin, email us at brainbox at okhumanities.org.
4: This is Dr. Laura Gilat, and when I listen to podcasts, I always listen to the One Mic, One Voice show.
1: Welcome back, folks. When will America change? What country is that? Um, it's a country that has done its share of ills around the globe. Not just here in America, but around the globe. And one of those, when we talk about taking children from their parents, when we talk about breaking up families, that's nothing new. Um, during slavery, this was a common practice: children being sold away from their parents, never to see them again. There wasn't a policy to bring them back again, but never to see them. Again, let's take a listen um, to this clip.
5: 1841, New Orleans. Ground zero for the slave trade. How much? It's auction day, the day every slave fears the most. In the first half of the 19th century, over half a million slaves are sold at auction. It's a business worth two billion dollars to the southern economy. Since the cotton boom, the value of slaves has skyrocketed. Now men cost a thousand dollars, women eight hundred, children five hundred. Solomon Northrop, an educated free man from the north, was kidnapped into slavery. Go for you. Come over here. He would make us hold up our heads, walk us briskly back and forth while customers would feel our hands and arms and bodies. Make us open up our mouths and show our teeth, precisely as a jockey examines a horse which he is about to barter for or purchase. Scars upon a slave's back were considered evidence of a rebellious or unruly spirit and hurt his sale. Ninety percent of all African Americans are slaves. Four million men, women, and children.
0: We had based this country on everyone having inalienable rights to freedom and equality. And yet, we created a system of uh, abject persecution.
5: Slaves are fattened for auction, like livestock. Dark-skinned men are bought for the fields, light-skinned women for the house. Traders lie about their ages, even dye slaves' gray hairs.
2: For the plantation owners, it was like just going to your local supermarket to get sugar or flour. They had become so desensitized to the humanity of the slave that they did not see them as human beings.
5: Buyers demand the most fertile slaves for breeding. The most expensive are light-skinned teenage virgins. Rape is common. Eliza's from a state plantation. She's being sold with her two children, Emily and Randall. In Louisiana, it's illegal for children under eleven to be taken from their parents. Boy, boy, come over here. It happens all
2: the time. You know, 140 years is not a really long time in the context of history. So it's hard for me to believe that blacks didn't have any rights here. They weren't treated as as human beings, they were treated like animals essentially.
3: So please. All right, you go, you go.
5: Over half the sales at auction will tear a family apart. If
1: you've ever been eight, to think of being separated from your mother and your father and sold and you'll never see them again. The horror of that, the poignancy of all of that, and yet that's the kind of thing that happened across the South up until the end of slavery
6: my final offer, for that man, well,
0: $900 for that man. The woman
5: there, $700. Please buy that? my child. Sir! I have seen mothers kissing for the last time the faces of their dead offspring. Oh, but never have I seen God. such an exhibition of intense grief as when Eliza was parted from her child.
1: Wow. I mean, that's that's heart-wrenching. I mean, auction day. Auction day. You know, we man, I don't know, do I put on my Sunday best? You know, put on my boots and shine them up and dust off my suit because it's auction day. I'm not going to get a goat, you know. Maybe in my mind, in a slave owner's mind, I'm going to get a goat, but I'm going to get a human being. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm probably going to break up that family because I probably want the little boy or maybe I want the the mother. Maybe I want the father. Nothing new, folks. Nothing new. How many Black families were separated and never. Can you imagine at 11 years old, younger, being taken from your parents to never see them again? Hmm. What did uh, Elijah Cummings say? That their parents have been deported, but the kids are still here. History. Repeats itself. This was a two billion dollar economy for the South. The selling of black bodies. Oh, for a man, you could get a thousand dollars. Wow, well, you know, I don't know, man. What's my worth? You know, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there's ever been. You know, if somebody would put a price tag on me. I don't. I don't know. You know, with inflation, now I might be worth you know ten thousand a day. I don't know. But for women, 800 bucks. And for a child, $500, which was a lot back then. Um, Four million slaves. And, you know, I I, I like what uh, Reverend Al said, desensitize, not seen as human beings. Folks, that's what we're looking at now. That's what we're looking at now. That's why people can say it's okay. Build a wall. Keep our borders safe. There are criminals coming in here. Are the little babies criminals? I mean, is a little girl that's crying because she's being separated from her mother, a criminal. Right. See, if, if we can demonize them, if we can make them less than, if we can push them to the margin of our society. Then it's OK. It's OK. It's okay to do that to them because you know what? They're not really human that, you know, that little child, the trauma that that child, you know what that, no, no, that's no. But when you think about your child being given or put through that trauma, it's different because you see your child is being human. You see your child is having value, right? And see, it happens to be that these are black and brown. Well, oh, hold on for a sec. Okay, let's let's switch it up. Let's let's go to the Native American, Native Americans. Let's see what happened to their children. For more than one hundred years, thousands of Native American children were ripped from their families and sent to boarding schools to be civilized. Among them was Dennis Banks. He will become a founder of the American Indian Movement. They
6: wanted to destroy our identity. And they put us on these boarding schools. I'm one of them that they put in these boarding schools. You know, destroy, kill the kill the Indian, save the man. Um, and over 100,000 children were taken from their homes and pulled and I in our family, and I'm fighting, where am I going, where am I going? You know, my mom and my grandma are right there and I'm trying to hold, you know, trying to hold on to them and they come and take us apart. And, uh, but that, that, that scene was multiply that by 100,000 children that were taken by force from their um, mothers and from their grandmas and grandparents. That that destroy the language, mm-hmm. destroy the songs. Matter of fact, you couldn't sing any native song. You couldn't speak any native language. The vernacular would be English, and English only. That's how they wrote it up. In and, the boarding schools. Yeah. And and there was corporal punishment there. And, but there was also, I mean, I was in a school where there was priests and nuns. And the first, I was the first one, and I, I heard the screams. And I was part of the screams. And the running away and the beatings and the whippings by belts and leather and raping. I heard, I heard those screams. It was just. And I, I hear it today, I, I, I said I would never forgive this government for allowing a policy like that to, to be inflicted upon us. And so historical trauma is still with us, and that's, but that's when Standing Rock happened. The, all of this, this trauma, and saying, "Hey, we this, we're gonna go. We're gonna we are going to go we are going we got to go support them at all costs."
1: Wow. Okay. Now, uh, <laughs> I, I I tried to say to you that history bears witness to this. It is clear. It is clear. That America has a history of tearing families apart. The question is why, though? The question is why? Well, we find it here and what they tried to do to the Native Americans conform. They wanted them to conform to their society. As this man said, 100,000 children. Today we're talking, let's say, 2,500. Let's say 3,000. 100,000 children out of 4 million slaves. How many families were broken up? How many children were taken? Hmm. Wow. I believe the numbers astronomical. They weren't allowed to sing their own songs in their native tongue. They weren't allowed to speak their, their native language. They were beaten, even if they tried to speak their native tongue. Why? Because they were being Americanized. You're gonna, they, they took away their clothes. They couldn't even dress. They couldn't even dress according to their own customs and culture. Took it all away. He said they took away the songs. Took away the language. When they took black people from Africa, they script them of their language. They script them of their identity. They script them of their culture. They script them. The difference is in the native peoples, they try to humanize them in a very Anglo-Saxon way. But with black people, they denied them their humanity and treated them as animals. Mm. The rapes, right? The rapes. Ah, Sounds familiar, right? What about these kids now? Whether the atrocities are going on behind closed doors that we don't even know of. hmm? People do. People do terrible things. When they're in high stress environments, Abu Ghraib prison, remember that? But this historical trauma, this historical trauma that the native peoples deal with, that is handed down generationally, you don't think they are aware of this? You don't think they walk around knowing or feeling the effects Of this sort of psychological brutality brought against them. Just like black people walk around realizing the psychological wage that we must pay each and every day for the atrocities of slavery. And so much more. Mm. Okay, let's go back. Elijah Cummings. What country is that? We're better than that. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. Um, no, that's America. Another comment, who is making sure there is nothing bad happening to the children away from their parents? That's, exa- that's exactly my point, Elijah. That's exactly my point. Nobody, 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 and if you don't think that those kids are in harm's way, and you, you, you're right in the camp that says it's okay to lock them up because they are being locked up. Are the kids a danger to you? Why we have them in cages? Why? What do you cage? You cage up that which is dangerous. That's why we are prisons, right? Because it's, quote, unquote, they're dangerous individuals that we need to lock away from society. Why do you cage them up? Because they're not really human in your eyes, right? Let's just toss them into there. I mean, it's, but America, America is guilty of this, folks. The trauma, the, the, oh man, the trauma. We're going to talk about the trauma. We're going to look at the trauma. Uh, we're going to take a break. Um, we're going to come back and examine. These effects on children. It's real. And it's happening in our midst. Folks, we'll be right back.
3: Everyone, This is
4: Roxy Davis, and this is Deborah Burris, and we are The, the Roxy, Roxy by Design, Design Show. <laughs> our show is designed to bring healing as we share our stories while God redesigns our lives. So take a ride with us. So you can find us at Podbean,
3: iTunes,
4: Facebook, and Twitter,
3: and blackinstudios.com.
4: So thank you everyone for listening to The Roxy by Design Show. You Have a blessed day. We love you.
2: This is DT of the One Mic One Voice podcast. Just want to let you guys know you can go over to
1: iTunes and search us at One Mic One Voice and be sure to rate and review our episodes. Let us know about any feedback that you have and what you enjoy about the episodes. Also, you can go over to Stitcher where you can get the latest and freshest episodes of our podcast streamed directly to your smartphone or iPad. No downloading or syncing. How cool! Real smooth. Also, we'd just like to take the time to thank you for your time and for your energy and for spending time with us as we discuss the historical record of our time. All right. Children are our future. Hmm. Yeah. Nah. No, I think we mean just white children, not black children, not Latino children. I'm talking the the dominant culture, those that um, that assail to such sort of mindset. Now, I know all of the dominant culture is not like that. Uh, we had uh, massive protests yesterday regarding the um, um, Trump's policy on uh separating kids from their parents and um on the immigration on ice people are calling to ban ice to get rid of it um so and 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 many of those are our white brothers and sisters they're out there on the front lines they're they're protesting they 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 are counting uh, the cost the sacrifice they are there and I would not deny that. Our white brothers and sisters have always been there. Those of like mind, those that see the world, I think, in a way that um, that brings dignity to all people, regardless of their socioeconomic status, race, gender. gender. Um, yeah. Um, so by no means am I inferring this into the entire uh, white population um I know better my family is a rainbow, so don't uh quickly uh criticize me, however, those that are in charge um just look at them i mean it's not a whole lot of latino folks in charge or Asian people or black people right i mean i mean i'm just I'm just saying that you know yeah, I'm just. I'm just pointing that out. So, uh, it's a white male dominated society. Old. Let's let me put that old white male dominated society. But they are trying to train their young man to carry in the same vein. But the trauma, the trauma. Now, are, are you? Are you? know. Um, you know. I, I. I. I really wish I could get very deep into trauma that children experience and maybe we'll do a a separate show dealing with with adverse uh childhood uh experiences the ace scores and and what that what that says about a a person's life and 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 the struggles in which uh they've had to deal with later on in life but but let's let's for for a moment i let's let's listen to um this um this interview and talking about the trauma
4: president trump may have signed an executive order ending his administration's family separation policy but according to the department of homeland security more than 2300 children have already been separated from their parents child psychologists say this could have profound impacts on a child's development Dr. Jessie Warner Cohn joins me now. She is a health psychologist. Thanks so much for being here Dr. Warner Cohn. Um, let's start first of all with the concept of separation because I think when people hear that um, they may not fully understand the critical bond that we know is so essential in those early years for a child. So talk to me first of all, first of all about what separation does for a, a very young child especially when that separation happens.
3: Yeah, well- basic needs for young children aren't just food and housing, it's also attachment to a caregiver. For the vast majority of children in the world, that's a parent or some other close relative, but when you're separated from um, that caregiver at a young age, it can have lifelong effects on how you're able to relate to others and relate to yourself.
4: And so now you have situations where not only has there been separation, but where there is an institutionalization that's happened in these various detention facilities. What are some of the implications of that, a a child being in a detention center?
3: Well, you know, really these kids need a lot of warmth, and that's age especially young children and through their early, early adolescence. And without that warmth and loving caregiver, um, we've seen a lot of research talking about lifelong anxiety and depression, trouble forming relationships throughout their entire lifetime, um, and lots of behavioral issues that may manifest immediately or may take a while to manifest as the anger builds up inside.
4: Why is that, that these are such long-lasting profound effects uh, for things that, you know, happen at a time when some people might say, well, they may not even really remember this experience.
3: Oh, all of these um, situations are imprinted on the child very deeply, whether or not they can recall it verbally later on or not. The concept of being separated from the person that you love and the person that you rely on um, changes the way a person sees themselves and sees the world and able to understand that. And,
4: And so when you have a situation where there may or may not be reunification, for instance, or there may not be even contact with a parent, whether by phone or video chat or otherwise. Um, What does that do then for a child's sense of self and a child's uh, sense of
3: his or her place in the world? Yeah, that uncertainty is very difficult for children. They need consistency, they need routine, they need to know what's happening. And to not know where they're going to be or what's going to happen, both themselves and their loved ones, um, can really be devastating to how a child um, is able to self-regulate themselves, their emotions, and their behaviors. Yeah, because
4: um, I think people may not understand, we're not just talking about some abstract sort of emotional thing, there is a physiological reaction that happens, right? With stress hormones that are produced when
3: these children are under this prolonged stress. Absolutely. These stress hormones, um, cortisol and the like, really affect both their physical health and their mental health. And leave kids open for risk of diabetes and heart disease through their lifetime um, and poor reactions to stress going forward as well.
4: And so the question becomes, is this kind of damage irreparable? Is this the kind of thing that can be reversed? Let's say um, these children are reunited with their parents.
3: Well, the earlier there are mental health interventions, the better the outcome. Um, And so there's been a call today to have uh, mental health services available for these children immediately um, to try to start reversing some of the issues um, that have already been created.
4: All right, Dr. Jesse Warner Cohn. Dr. Warner Cohn, thank you so much for your insight. I appreciate it.
1: America, are you listening? Okay. President Trump and his administration are responsible for inflicting trauma on these children. It didn't have to happen like this. They didn't have to be separated from their Caregiver. You heard the doc, lifelong consequences. You know, there's so much science about trauma, childhood trauma, and what it does to the brain. The stress hormones, how it leads to poor physical and emotional health, inability to fit into society, to build proper relationships, lifelong, right? Although they may be there for six months, it might be 60 years of trauma that they have to deal with. Think about the Native American children. Think about the gentleman that was still alive that talked about it. Elijah like said, what is wrong with the people working at the border? Why do they carry out these unspeakable orders like they have no free will nor compassion? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. How can you carry out inhumane orders from someone that is insane? Right? Well, how could you how could how how could you um attend auction day? and auction off human beings. How could you buy human beings, right? How could we rip native children away from their parents, put them in schools created and ran by the US government, prevent them um, from speaking their own language, ripping them of their culture? How could we? Because, Elijah, this is America. We're not better than this. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm like the next person. I would like to see America change. But this is who we are. This is where we are. We cannot be in denial of who we are and what we are. And we have been, oh, throughout history, We've broken up families. Why? Because they represent the other. And until they become like us, and I'm speaking of the white European Anglo-Saxon, until they become that, then they're not really worthy of coming into our country. This is why Trump said I want more people from from Norway, right? Uh, You know, until they fit the norm of white nationalism, um, which I I just frankly don't stand a chance of ever doing. You know, I just I just don't, you know, blame it on God. You know, this is what he did. Um, But until they fit that mold they will always be seen as the other think about this for a moment okay this can lead to anxiety depression many behavioral issues inability to form proper relationships throughout your life this has always been america Now, I'm not sitting up here saying that America hasn't done anything good or this and that, but I don't have to glorify America while criticizing it. That's not the formula. This is not good, bad cop here. I'm speaking of where we are right now in this moment where we have kids in cages, where we have deported their parents back to their country of origin where they might not never see each other again and what i'm saying to you is that this is nothing new it has happened before think about the japanese internment camps they were different during world war ii let's lock them up they don't represent who we are think about the trauma on those kids right mass incarceration police brutality weaponizing of ice demonization of muslims racism, sexism, xenophobia. Yes. This is America, right? And until we start having that conversation. It's not about making America great again. We just went through history, right? We we touched on just a few moments. I mean, we didn't talk about Jim Crow, we didn't talk about convict leasing, we didn't talk about we we could have we could have hit on a whole lot of other things, right? This is America. And until we start talking about America in the true sense of what it has done to its own citizens and to those who they deem not citizens, we'll never make America great. Right? Folks, we're going to take a break and we're going to be right back.
2: elijah bailey this is richard taplin from the elijah bailey show bringing you all the content that you could ever desire about anime manga comic books martial arts
1: fitness and more you can find us at elijah bailey show on the official facebook page and also elijah bailey show without the w on twitter and instagram
2: make sure to follow subscribe like comment and rate on itunes and pop
6: Chad Reynolds, poet, publisher. Listen to one mic, one voice,
1: like I do. You won't regret it.
0: So beautiful From the the heart heart. Sing, sing, sing Good vibes become frequent. Yo, it
1: feels nice. A touch above decent. I thought to say, even though you know it's play, brighter uh-huh. days are gonna come. Stay patient. Child, someday things are going to get easier. Original song done by the Five Stair Steps. Um, It's been done so many times over and over again. Um, I thought it was fitting for the legacy of the abuse and the suffering of children. Um, It is... Of great concern, it should be to all of us, of what we are witnessing today. And by the protests and outrage, I know there are many Americans of all shades of color that share these concerns. But um, November is extremely important. The vote is extremely important. If we want to change the direction of this country, folks, you have to get up. You got to get out to the polls. You got to get your friends out to the polls because otherwise we will continue in this downward spiral, in my opinion. Elijah says, I read that there were a number of Republican Party members who are against separating the children, yet we do not see but one or two protesting. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think there's many in the Republican Party that disagrees with this sort of policy. Um, You know, it takes courage to stand up. And I'm not saying that they don't have courage. But to stand alone, it takes courage to do that. And I think... um, that's one thing that we're lacking among our leadership, not just in Congress, locally, the state level, city level, um, where we're lacking great leadership. And. And we are experiencing the fallout of that. When will America Change. That's the question. It's not a, we we, we can't say that we're better than this. We can't say that this has never been America. We can't say that. Yeah, it happened in a period then and and, and we're not going to repeat it again. We can't say that. So since we can't say that, since we can't believe the lies, why can't we embrace the truth? The truth, as painful as it is, is the only thing that will liberate us. It's the only thing that will take us from the abyss of ignorance into the light of knowledge. This is our moment. The next time you hear a person say, well, this is not America. No, you say this is America. But what are we going to do about it? Right. If you don't acknowledge that it's broke, you can't fix it. And America is a broken nation. It's broken. And we have inflicted pain upon those because we are in pain. Until we can heal the American psyche, the American spirit, we will continue to inflict pain upon others because we ourselves are are in pain because history will speak of us somewhere in the distant future a scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time and what will she find will she discover that we overcame our differences will she find that out of many we became one or will she find that we solve nothing and remain a divided peoples yes History will speak of we us. We can make a
0: difference if we try. We can beat the change that's in our life. All we gotta do is work together. We gotta raise our children better. We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate, and spread the love. One might one you can change the world, sure, choice. One mat, one voice. You can change the world, sure, choice. One mark, one voice. You can change the world, sure choice. One, mic, one voice. You can change the world, sure, choice, or choice.
1: Today's broadcast is being brought to you by Blacken Studios. To learn more about Black & Studios, please visit them at blackandstudios.com or visit them on their Facebook page, Black & Studios. Today's broadcast is also being brought to you by Perry Publishing & Broadcasting. To learn more about Perry Publishing & Broadcasting, please visit their website at perrypublishingandbroadcasting.net. The opinions of the One Might One Voice show do not reflect the views of Black and Studios or Perry Publishing in broadcasting. Thank you for downloading the One Might One Voice Show.